0: Judge Ludig, um, as you know, you are such a legal hero of mine. Um, The way you have stood up for the rule of law is, in my mind, immeasurable. And I think about you in the same breath as I think about people like Daniel Webster and Abraham Lincoln. Um, I think your your service to this country is so, so profound. And there's no one I wanted to talk to more about this indictment in the United States versus Trump than you. So thanks for being on. Oh, thank
1: you, Neil, for those gracious words. There's no one that I'd rather be on with today than you.
0: Thank you. So what was your reaction to the indictment?
1: Well, it was, uh, I think, anticlimactic in this sense. Uh, I have always believed that, that this day had to come. Uh, Donald Trump had um, dared and taunted and provoked the Department of Justice and, and um, Jack Smith uh, to bring this, these charges against the, the former president. Um, and uh, had, they, had the department not brought these charges, Neil, uh, the former president would have been uh, allowed to make a mockery out of the Constitution uh, of the United States and, and the rule of law. So, while none of us knew that, that that it would happen, I have always believed that it had to happen.
0: And did you think that these four charges were the right charges to bring?
1: Over the course of the year, I, I've, I've looked into uh, any number of charges, different statutory uh, criminal code provisions than the ones under which he was charged. Um, I had not previously looked at the uh, uh, section two forty one charges until uh it was publicly learned through uh, the target letter to the former president that that was a a charge that uh, Jack Smith was considering at that point i I looked at it uh, uh and uh, uh and understood it uh and uh was 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 gratified yesterday, when I saw the the, the, the conduct uh, for which uh, Jack Smith is charging the former president under Section 241.
0: And do you think that this trial on these four charges can happen relatively quickly? Or do you think Donald Trump is going to run out the clock uh, with the 24 election?
1: I, I believe uh, I'm confident that, that both the uh, classified documents trial and now this trial uh, relating to uh, his, the former president's efforts to overturn the, uh, the election uh, will be held before the, the uh, 2024 presidential election.
0: So you think both trials. So you think, I mean, you can imagine Donald Trump saying, hey, I've got to do this other trial, so I can't do the other federal yeah. trial. But you think both will happen.
1: I, I do you know, uh, you know that's that's one of the the, the beauties if you will of, uh, of bringing the, the the two cases in the different jurisdictions uh, District of Columbia and and, and in, in Florida uh, and then the federal courts will sort out um, the sequencing of those two trials uh, if necessary but the bottom line is, is uh, you know I, I said last night on television, uh cnn that uh the american public has a compelling interest in um in in these trials uh being had before the uh, 2024 election i believe that the federal courts uh understand and appreciate that and uh, it's really within the exclusive uh, province of the federal courts to and I believe they will ensure that that trial those trials are held before the election
0: well, uh, you know you were one of the very most respected federal appellate judges in the country, and obviously it is difficult if you're a criminal defendant to interrupt or stop a criminal trial by running to the appeals court because really only the government generally can do that. Uh, defendants don't have the right to what's called interlocutory appeal in general, but are you concerned about Trump's ability to use, for example, executive privilege or other things to delay the January 6th trial?
1: I am not, Neil, uh, for this reason. uh, uh, The former president has has really uh, tested all of his executive privilege claims um, prior to today, uh, primarily in the run-up to the January 6th. Uh, committee hearings and and thereafter. Um, And I'm not aware of any other uh, significant issues that would require a delay for appellate review.
0: Um, One other question about this. Donald, uh, Donald Trump is saying that this is the Biden DOJ that's going after him, that this is a politicized indictment. What do you think about that?
1: Well, it it obviously is not, uh, but just as obviously, this is what uh, uh, we would have expected the former president to say and and his lawyers. Uh, You know, the former president and his allies have been uh, attacking uh, America's institutions of democracy and law and law enforcement uh, for the past past year that was in anticipation of these charges that were brought yesterday so they're going to continue you know that assault on on um america's democracy and on our institutions of law in particular uh for the duration now but the american people just have to understand that this is uh nothing but 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 politics uh it's fair game uh, everywhere uh, in, in the country, at all times, to to uh, argue politics until you get to the the, the the front door of the federal courthouse. And as you know uh, well, uh, Neil, once you walk through that door, there is no politics.
0: Judge, the indictment, and this is my last question to you: the indictment refers to Vice President Pence probably about 100 times, he's all over this indictment. And one of the things that's portrayed in the indictment is the remarkable pressure that Trump put on the vice president to delay, to throw out the votes, to not count the votes, so many different things. You played the most critical role imaginable as I understand at the behest of some officials in the vice president's office to launch a Twitter thread. Um, this is at a time when you didn't know how to tweet, as I understand it, um, basically telling the vice president that this legal theory that the vice president could throw out the votes was ridiculous. Um, how does it make you feel to have played such a remarkable and important role in the history of our nation?
1: Well, to, to, to your first question, implied question, uh, Neil, uh, I was uh, fully conscious and aware of, of the uh, extraordinary uh, pressure uh, that was being uh, put on the, the vice president, by, by the president at the time. Uh, I imagined it at the time as the greatest pressure that could ever be put on a, a public official. And, and I, I still feel that way today. As to my own role, um, you know, uh, I have felt from January 6th to today that I had a, a profound obligation and responsibility to the country uh, because of my role on, on January 6th. And, uh, that's the only way that, that I've, I've thought about my own own uh, participation. Uh, and as to that, uh, I consider it the highest honor of my life that, um, that I was given the opportunity uh, to, um, uh, uh, to help my country uh, in, in the way that I, I think I've, I've been able to do, as you know. I believe it, it was a providence that I was even uh in the the place that I was on January 6th uh and uh and I will always be grateful uh for that and for for uh for America for um for my being in that position.
0: Well, the nation will always be grateful to you. You are truly a hero, an American hero. Um and, you know, Madison said men aren't angels, but you've showed your angelic nature on that day and on so many others. So it's such a privilege to chat with you. I'm going to be racing this podcast out. So I was initially going to have an explainer about the indictment, but I think I'll do that in a separate standalone episode of Courtside for listeners, just so that everyone can hear Judge Ludig as quickly as possible and hear his important words reacting to the indictment. So thank you, Judge Ludig.
1: Thank you very much, Neil.